Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Alright, welcome back to episode 47 of Two Drunk Brothers and a Podcast. Presented by The Hub Chicago. Whoa, 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 wait a second. What'd you just say? You heard me right. We are Two Drunk Brothers and a Podcast. Presented by The Hub Chicago. Yeah, we're super excited. The first episode to really be under the uh, the Hub Chicago's kind of uh, platform. And if you don't know what they are, they are a kind of like a sports entertainment, really pop culture kind of media company based out of Chicago. And uh, yeah, they're, we're super excited to be partnered with them. We are, I guess, the first outsourced podcast underneath their network. Uh, they have now. Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, and also the Chest Hair Podcast. Uh, so go check them out at The Hub Chicago on all the socials. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, unless you have anything to add. No, yeah, definitely check them out. I mean, they're more than just a podcast network, obviously. They have um, you know blog content. They have video series, um, a lot of other stuff out there. And they're really kind of expanding and venturing into this you know media world that we live in. And we're super excited, like Travis said, to be part of of their podcast network. Super excited to see who else they bring on. Um, yeah. You know, like, like Travis said, it's they have one internally called the Chest Hair Podcast with Brian Landino and Tommy Brown. Um, so go check them out. Give them a follow. Subscribe. Pretty funny. Just basically talking about the intricacies of being a man, essentially. Like today they talked about clipping toenail, clipping your toenails and how bad that sucks. Yeah, hygiene, and I'm like, bro. hygiene and stuff like that. So it's funny. Go check that out. If you're a girl, you probably won't obviously relate as much but still cool shit so yeah we're gonna hop into things as regular but super excited to announce that so we threw that out to you um so to recap the weekend we'll start off by the gambling lines i avoided punishment back up on top five three and one on the weekend Woo! making me six and twelve and one for the football season uh still in the positive for the year though Jarrett. oh also both my locks hit yeah, was, so that's that was huge. huge. Yeah, that was big. Um, Jarrett went five and four. Let's get this bread. Whiffed on the Stanford uh, money line pick a little bit, but that's fine. He is now nine and ten in 2019 football season, so that's cool. Bringing us a year oh. to date: one sixty three, one fifty four, and seven. I definitely want to point out. I start. I'm starting out this year a hell of a lot better than I did last year. If you guys have been following since the beginning, um, I did not start out very hot last year. I, met, I think after like three weeks, I'm like. Dude, I just want to end the year at 500. Like, that's how bad I was doing. So it feels pretty good to be at 9 and 10. And just from a gambling, like, actual money standpoint, Travis and I are both in the green. I'm in the green of football by nearly $100. So I, that feels really, really good. <laughs> Some people probably gamble that for, you That's know, fine. That's half. fine. I got a mortgage, so. But anyway, yeah, I, I'm in the green on the year. Actually, this weekend, I was up $1. After it was all said and done with all the other games I bet on. Last weekend, I, the games I didn't put out, 
I won on. This weekend, the games I didn't put out, I lost on. Yeah, so for all you new people who are coming from the hub Chicago, we're just basically, you know, gamblers, you know, putting out gambling lines for the common man. I mean, that's essentially what we are. We're yeah. we're gamblers anonymous for, for the common man. Um, so we're super pumped, but I'll kind of let Travis take that over. Um, you know, so on the year we have uh, definitely over 500 records. So A little bit. Yeah. yeah, nine games over 500. Ain't great. But I think all of our locks and our mutual picks almost always hit. So if you double down on those, you're doing good. I avoided my punishment, and I'm back up on top. Some other things happened this weekend in football that we'd like to talk about real quick. Antonio Brown signed with the Patriots. What bullshit is that? I mean... I we we literally Travis and I with my wife um, and his and we were like rolling up there and uh, you know so we were talking and I'm like he's gonna sign with the fucking Patriots so I mean and what was it like not even four hours later they announced that that that, that he did yeah I mean it's it's just dumb I'm sure it's a big kind of theory that Bill Belichick had in his back pocket all along. Uh, but, I mean, he, he's with the Patriots now, and I'm sure he's going to do great there because... I don't damn near traded him in fantasy. I don't know why he wouldn't do great there. So, um, Patriots, you know, got that next step towards Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. So, there's that. Also, Nick Foles comes out he highly amped up and, and hyped up to be the freaking next quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he broke his collarbone in the first half. Yeah, on yeah on the, his touchdown pass. By the way, it was a fucking dime. Yeah, touchdown pass, and he ends up breaking his collarbone. Well, what's interesting is the play that actually that happened on. It was that roughing the passer call that they kind of went away from towards the towards the latter half of, of last year, where you're not supposed to land with your body weight on the quarterback as you're falling to the ground. Um, so people pointed that out, but again, I mean, he signed a four year deal. He's going to be back there. Uh, it's, it's Gardner Minshew season down there in Jacksonville, baby. So, um, kind of excited to see what, what what he does with that with that porn stash. Yeah, it is kind of you know up in the air though. At the same time, they traded away a fifth round pick today for Josh Dobbs to the Steelers. I think that might just be for some backup protection. Yeah, I mean Josh Dobbs is a career backup. I I think they like Gardner Minshew down there, but it's, we'll it'll, it'll be interesting to see going forward. Yeah, and then everyone's already jumping ship on the Browns uh, with their loss. I think everyone needs to relax. They had a bad first game. They're going to bounce back just fine. So you Browns haters, yeah. down. I'm still high on the Browns. You'll, you'll hear me talk about them later. Well, we'll both talk about them later because they have a primetime yeah. game coming up this week. So we'll talk about that in Degenerous Digest. But, Travis, unless you have anything else to say, we're going on six and a half minutes here. So you ready to get into, into Degenerous Digest? Yeah, let's roll into these into these gambling lines. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites. Not the time for saving. All right, here we are with Degenerates Digest. Um, week was this two in. This is week two of two the NFL and week three of college, technically. Yeah, technically. So. Um, so, yeah, before we dive into our lines, um, we're going to put a brief spin on this before we get into it. Some of our, you know, some listeners might not gamble a whole lot um, on sports. Some might be new to it. Some might be veterans. We just want to give you three a piece of our golden gambling rules uh, that we've kept in between, like for ourselves, that we kind of go off of. 
I don't know, just maybe for tips. You probably don't need them because we're not that good. But three golden rules yep. that we do for gambling. Um, I'll let you start first. So my first one, and this one goes to a special, special friend of ours, Mike Will. Never live bet. Never, <laughs> ever live bet. Stay away from the live betting. It doesn't work out in your favor. You'll see somebody like, oh, they're up by like 10, and I think they're going to cover a 12 and a half point spread. And uh, It's just, I'm not a big fan of live betting. Yeah, it's hard to get it. I don't know. I mean, especially if you're not watching the game, because I know he does it a lot for, like, European basketball and shit like that, where he's not even watching it, so he has no idea what's going on. Doesn't know somebody just tore their knee. Uh, but, yeah, I, I I like that I never live bet myself, so um, that's a good one. Mine is my first one. Don't force a bet because the game that you just bet on lost. I've done that so many and times. I, and it always bites me in the ass. I, I do this a lot on Saturday nights, usually when I'm drunk, and I lose my 6 o'clock college football game, and I look at the 9.30 college football game on the West Coast that I didn't look into, and I just throw a bet on it before it closes, and I almost always lose, just because I'm trying to win my money back. Yeah, I've done that numerous times. I did that this weekend a bit, and it ended up playing out for my favor, but if I was just stuck with the games that I wanted to st- – bet on that I bet on on Tuesday or Wednesday, I would have been fine. So I like that one a lot. I'm going to go with my number two. Avoid the big parlays that, you know, these parlays that you put, where you're going to throw $15 down and you're going to win like two grand and you have like an eight game parlay and you think, man, there's no, there's all of these are for sure are going to hit and they're for sure locks nine times out of 10 and never works out. I've been a victim of this myself in the past, especially when I, when I used to gamble on Bavada a lot and, you know, could do smaller number par- smaller money parlays. Um, now I just kind of stay away from them. Just spread your money out smartly, and you'll end up on top every single week. I like that. Um, mine, I'm going to go with... <clears throat> uh, it, kinda, it actually happened to me last night. Shout out uh, Ethan Short. He's a guy we've had on this podcast a few times now. If you see a line and you love it, and you really, really love it, don't let somebody else convince you or give you their input without a huge reason behind not to bet on it. Last night, or Monday Night Football, I liked the under on the Raiders, and I was actually talking to him. He said, no, I actually like the over. And just because we're kind of hanging out, I didn't want to to bet on that because I didn't want to root against it with him there. Long story short, it hit the under. So if you like a line, go for it and don't. Just trust your instincts. So yeah, it's almost the old trust your gut adage, you know, yeah. kind of there. So I'm going to go with my third one. You're not going to agree with this at all. Props are for chumps. Um, Wrong. You never win prop bets. Dude, you always lose I prop I won bets. last night. Dude, third, your Thursday night props were not great. I'm just not a fan of them. Travis asked me if I wanted to put out props for last night. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't, not a big fan of props. So I stay away from them. I mean, player could get hurt. It could. It means there's so many more variables. I feel like in a prop bet than there is in just a line or a spread. So um, I, I, I'm not a big fan of them. I won two out of three of my prop bets on Monday Night Football and in the NBA and NHL Finals. Um, I had a positive record in prop bets when I was putting those out. So I had a good there. So Jared's wrong. Um, mine, my last one is football in the fall. Always look at the weather in the fall. Yes. This could be whether or not somebody just doesn't play well in the cold, whether or not, you know, you don't know if it's going to be raining outside, if it's an an outside stadium. 
Just always look at the weather. You never know what's going to happen. If you throw down a bet that's in Wyoming in December, you never know if, or November, yeah. you never know if it's going to be snowing or, you know, if it's just cold if somebody, a quarterback doesn't play well in the cold. Uh, so just kind of always keep that in mind, too. I like that one a lot. I'm, I'll kind of give a bonus one. Also, pay attention to, like, teams have to travel from coast to coast. Yeah. That's always a big thing, too. If you have to go from west coast to east coast or vice versa. So I um, just wanted to throw those little three, like, golden rules of gambling out there. Again, like Travis said, for our listeners who maybe don't like to gamble as much and want to dabble in it some more, you know, let us know if you follow those and they work out. But we're going to roll into um, our college football picks we're going to have four of them for you this week. Obviously, our, the three of them that we like, and then we'll end them with our locks of the week. So, with that being said, I'll let Travis kick off with his first college fo- football game that he likes of the week. Take it away, Trev. Yeah, mine, uh, my first game I have is on Friday night, 8-15 on ESPN. It's number 20, Washington State at Houston, and Washington State is 9.5-point favorites. And that is what I'm taking here. And it is in Houston. Listen, no, kind of, I, I think it's a. I think it's a, no, a neutral site game. Is it? They're playing. In, well, it's in Houston, but they're. I think they're playing at NRG, where the Houston Texans play. I don't. I'm not does sure. Houston play there. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, it's pretty much in Texas. It's, it's in. It's, it's, it's in Houston. Game. It's a home game for Houston. But Washington State is clearly the better team here. Um, they're gaining 606 yards per game uh, to Houston's 394. Also, they're only allowing 336 to Houston's 502. And yes, you can argue that Houston played Oklahoma in their Week 1 matchup, but they also played Prairie View A&M last week at home and only outgained them by 62 yards and still let up over 300. So give me Washington State, minus 9.5. They need this game. They're ranked 20th if they want to jump up in the polls. They're going to need to win by double digits. I like I like Wazoo a lot. I always like Mike Leach. Um, and Houston always seems to be that team that is supposed to be up there, but they can never reach that, that upper echelon. So I like that pick a lot. I'm going to roll to my first one. Mine's also a ranked team on the road. It's number 19, Iowa, at Iowa State. And Iowa is two-and-a-half-point favorites. Travis, if you listen to our college football preview show, he was super big and super high on Iowa in the Big Ten. We're both also pretty high on Iowa State. Yeah. Whoever Iowa State's looking not to be, you know, kind of, they're kind of monster manos. They haven't played since week one. They had a bye week last week. But in week one, they went to triple OT with you and I at home and barely snuck out a win. So I'm going to take Iowa, number 19 Iowa, on the road. They're minus two and a half. I'm going to take the two and a half points. Um, They've won the last four of these matchups by an average of 16 and a half points. And again, this Iowa State team. Just hasn't proven to me this year. I think Iowa's the better team. I think their defense is going to smother them. And I think they cover that two and a half point spread. I mean, that's essentially almost a win in, in my eyes. Yeah, house. I don't mind it. I just, Iowa State scares me bet, betting against them at home because they are capable of, of pulling something out. But uh, from what we've seen this year, it's not a bad one. My second uh, college football pick is another ranked game. It is number 21, Maryland, at Temple Saturday morning on CBS Sports Network. And I'm not touching the spread here. I'm touching the over-under, which is 64. And I'm going over here. Maryland at Temple. These are two of the top 10 highest scoring offenses in the country through two weeks. Um, And is also in an age where defense is nearly invisible on the college football field. I'm huge on this over. Maryland is averaging 71 points per game through their two games. Temple, they've only played one, but they've scored 56 in that. So... 
I mean, obviously, if you put those together, all they have to do is split those numbers in half to what they've done, and it's going to hit the over. Um, they both have good defenses, but nobody really has really played anybody um, you know, worth a damn. So I'm not even going to take that into consideration. Well, Maryland played Syracuse last weekend, but... Other uh, than that, yeah, and Syracuse still scored you know, 20 points on them. Exactly. So their defense isn't that great. I think they, this is just a shootout. Maryland should have no problem putting up 50 points here, so I'm hitting that over 64. I like that. I like that. Real quick, my, the Iowa-Iowa State game is Saturday at 3 o'clock on Fox Sports 1 if you want to check that one out as well. My second game is UNC at Wake Forest. This is Saturday at 5 o'clock on ESPN, and I'm taking UNC at plus 3. I saw that. They're, I saw that. They're three-point dogs. Um, Wake Forest... They have, you know, played a couple of games this year, but they really haven't faced any tough tests. UNC's been through been through the ringer. They played Utah State. Utah State. Utah State at home. Utah State at, again, that's the whole thing we just talked about. They had to travel all the way across the country. So again, and they barely snuck that one out too. They shouldn't have. Exactly. Jordan Love should have stepped up a bit. Anyway, UNC has had two big wins to start off their year. Yeah. They beat South Carolina and Miami, and this is a big road test for them. Uh, but, again, Wake Forest team, who I said really hasn't been through the ringer. Um, I think UNC is going to come out swinging. I think that Wake Forest is always kind of that just meh ACC team. And now UNC is proven to be a team that might compete for a divisional title this year. Because um, they're in that other division where there's not a lot of contenders. So if they can get this win, beat Wake Forest. Um, you know, I almost took money line here, but I'm going to take the three points just to be safe. Yeah, I saw that again. A game that I thought could go either way. So I stayed away from it. My going into our third games, um, kind of questionable on this one, but I had just had to do it. It's Chattanooga at Tennessee, also Saturday morning at eleven a.m. on SEC Chattanooga Network. Fucking money line. No, not fucking money line. Chattanooga <laughs> plus twenty eight. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Grace, and I'm an indie vet. I'm also home from work at 6 and already transformed into a princess. Mommy, put on your crown. That's because I've got complete control of my schedule, plenty of shifts that fit my life, and a team like no other. It's a whole new way to vet. Indie vets. Against the Tennessee team. Tennessee, I mean, I'm going to have to bet against them until they prove, can prove to me that they know that they're playing football. Uh, <laughs> they lost to Georgia State and BYU, both at home. Lost, so to have a twenty-eight point spread, I don't think that they're capable of coming out and beating a team by thirty. Um, they've let up also over a hundred rushing yards in each game this season. And Chattanooga is primarily primarily a running team, averaging more rushing attempts than passing attempts. So that right there is the uh, the fucking recipe for success for them. I'm not saying that they're going to lose, but to win by thirty is kind of unrealistic because they only put up thirty in one of their games. Yeah, dude. I mean. I like it because, obviously, fuck Tennessee always and forever. Um, but I, I can see that going one, two ways. Like, it's a team that's that's imploding on themselves and they're they're self-destructing. Or they're going to come out really pissed off and fucking just throttle them. But we'll see. I don't mind. Four touchdowns a lot. It's kind of like my South Alabama versus Nebraska pick week one. Exactly. So I don't mind that at all. Against a team that we know has not been putting up numbers at all. Yeah. So. 
I'm going to go with uh, my third game is a snoozer that no one's going to fucking watch. It's East Carolina versus Navy at 2.30 on CBS Sports Network. And I didn't touch the spread on this. Over-under is 52.5. And and you bet your fucking ass I'm taking the under. I mean, Navy, neither of these teams have an explosive offense. Navy runs a triple option. And ECU really, you know, hasn't proven they can do much against tougher defenses this year. They lost 34-6 week one against North Carolina State, who, again, is going to be a middle-of-the-road ACC team. I think Navy's better. They always have a decent defense. So I think they can kind of hold them to a minimum, and they're going to run the clock. They're going to really just literally grind down the clock and win this game. I see like a 20-13 to game, maybe. It's a snoozer, but I'm taking the under in East Carolina versus Navy at 2.30 on Saturday. Man, what a... That was a, that was, that was a deep grab, wasn't what a, it? What a pick there, yeah. Um, that, that's it for those. We're going into our locks of the week here, folks. Um, and my lock of the week... I'm interested to see if we have the same one. Is NC State nope. at West Virginia. And my dumbass forgot to put the time... Saturday at some time, so look it up on your own. Uh, NC, it's probably, probably not prime time. Uh, no. NC State at West Virginia. NC State is minus seven, so they're seven-point favorites. And I've, I watched a whole West Virginia game last weekend when they played our, our alma mater in Mizzou. And it's tough to say that this game goes any other way than NC State winning by seven points. Um, the game's at 11, it looks like Jared is saying. On Fox Sports 1. Um, but anyway... West Virginia scored an average of 13.5 points over their first two games. Not to mention, NC State has only allowed six points this entire year so far. Uh, so it should be a multi-score win here for NC State. No questions asked. Okay. Even though they're on the road, what was, what was the spread again? Seven. That's nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. I'm going to go with a spread that's very similar. My lock of the week's number nine, Florida versus Kentucky on the road. Number nine, Florida is seven and a half point favorites, and I'm taking Florida. This is 6 p.m. on ESPN. Here's why. I damn near, when I first saw this, I'm like, wow, on the road to Kentucky. Kentucky's always been kind of tough the last few years. I want to take Kentucky. Looked some more into it. They're starting quarterback Terry Wilson. Has done for the year. He tore his patellar tendon on Saturday, and now they're bringing in the same chump they had last year, Sawyer Smith, who really didn't do much because obviously Benny Snell was the, was the main focal point of that offense. Right? He was there last year still, right? Who? And Kentucky? Yeah. 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 So, Kentucky's bringing back their quarterback they had last year who wasn't great. Um, he lost the job to Terry Wilson, obviously for a reason. Wilson goes down now. Florida always has a pretty solid defense. They're supposed to compete for the SEC East this year um, with, with Georgia and, I guess, Missouri at this point. Um, so, they're at the point now where they're 2-0. and They've had a couple big wins. They beat Miami. Um, so, I can see them coming out and really wanting to throttle it against Kentucky a team that's probably down, um, so I'm taking Florida minus seven and a half for my lock of the week. Is that at home? I forgot. I no, it's, it's it's in Kentucky. It'll so be a tough one. It's a tough one. Kentucky tough matchups. Tough place to play. Like I said, I want to take Kentucky, but when I saw their quarterback went down, I'm like, ah, man, I I, I got to go Florida here. So all right, all right, I don't mind it. Um, and that wraps our up our NCAA picks. We are going to roll into our NFL picks. And for those of you, just real quick, who are new. Um, if you're if you're coming from the hub and listening to this, we will put these out later, so don't feel like we're just throwing useless information at you. All right, so that takes us into the NFL picks. Again, um, we do the Thursday night game, the Sunday night game, 
and the Monday night games. So we do the three primetime games. Last week we did the four because they started out with that Just bullshit. Because we know everyone's not rich and can't afford Sunday ticket like we can. So <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 say that. Um, so we do the three primetime games and then we give our lock. Um, last week was a little weird, like I said with the four. So here we go. The Thursday night game to start off NFL week is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Carolina Panthers. And we can either take each side of the spread or the over-under. Panthers minus 7. Over-under is 49 and a half. Uh, which one did you decide to take? So I went with the Panthers minus 7 here. Um, wasn't comfortable with the over-under. I just think they're honestly the better team. They look pretty damn good against a Rams team that's way better in my opinion. Um, I mean, at the, bottom, at the end of the day, for me, the Bucks still have Winston under center. And I just don't think he's a franchise quarterback or quarterback worthy of doing anything that's Really good, to be honest with you. Um, you know, and this is early. You know, they're coming off a loss. They're going on the road for a tough division game. Carolina's never an easy place to play. I can also see Christian McCaffrey having a big game. I mean, you're talking about a Bucks defense that led up 4.4 yards of carry to fucking Raheem Mostert. So, last week. I mean... Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that dude's name is. Yeah, well, it's Mostert. But Most anyway, hurt. I mean... 4.4 yards carry for him. I mean, granted, it was nine carries, but still. Hey, that's a decent amount. So, Panthers minus seven for me. I think Travis is going to agree. I have. The, I also have the Panthers minus seven. This was not tough for me to pick. It's at home in a primetime game. The Bucks are coming off 14-point loss to the Niners, which they let up 98 rushing yards to Jarrett said, Raheem Mostert, and Tevin Coleman combined. Um. Imagine what McCaffrey can do against them. If those two can put up 98, McCaffrey can have a fucking heyday on their defense. Also, the weakest part of the Panthers' defense is their run defense, and nobody on fucking... You said Panthers. No, the weakest part of the Panthers is their run defense. Yeah, yeah. And no one on fucking Tampa Bay can run the damn football. Not Peyton Barber, not Ronald Jones. They're done for. Jameis Winston's washed up sack of shit from his college days. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Give me the Panthers minus seven. And our uh, our breakout player on the Panthers, I think Brian Burns is going to have a field day today mm-hmm. on Thursday. So not today. When you guys hear this, it'll be tomorrow. But still, essentially, we're both high on the Panthers at minus seven. So Travis, you have the script in front of you. What's our next line for Sunday night? Eagles at Falcons. Sunday night, Eagles at Falcons. Eagles are the two-point favorite as of now. And the over-under is 51. Jarrett. We probably have several picks on this. What'd you take? Yeah, I didn't touch the spread um, at all. I touched the over/under, and I'm going to go with the over of 51. 
Okay. Um, this one's tough. You know, I don't think the Falcons are going to come out as bad as they did in week one against Minnesota. I mean, they look pretty bad. Either that's uh, a, a knock to to Atlanta or just a nod to how great the, the Vikings defense can be. Um, I don't think Atlanta's going to lay an egg at home like that. Uh, you know, the Eagles offense also looked very, very solid and very dangerous in the second half. In the first half against the Skins, we all thought, like, what the fuck's going on? They're down 17 nothing, But they came back and really turned on the Jets. So I'm really going to expect a bit of a shootout here. You know, it's primetime football. Um, they're going to come out and they're going to show out Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Deshaun Jackson's back. Holy shit, I love the Miles Sanders kid in Philly. I think it's going to be points galore over a 51. All right, Jared took the over-under. I am hitting the spread, and I am taking Philadelphia minus two. Um, I was surprised, though, that Atlanta wasn't the favorites because for Philadelphia... It's because of week one matchup, though. Yeah, one, Philadelphia's on the road. Two, they had a rough first half last week, so I don't really know why they got off on the Eagles minus two, but I like it because it's pretty much Eagles' money line at this point. Minus two, I don't really see them winning by one. Um... You know, they got beat up in the first half of the Redskins, but they really honed in after that, and they found their groove. Um, it was week one. They just needed the first half for a little tuning. They came out. Their offense was clicking. Their defense was clicking. And I don't think the Falcons are really what they once were two, three years ago. Um, they scored 12 points from two garbage-time touchdowns against the Vikings. I think the Eagles have the better team, the better defense, and they can easily win this game by a field goal. I don't hate that at all. I mean, I definitely do think Philly is the better team. I mean, I wasn't on the NFC podcast we had, NFC East podcast we had, um, but I do like them at division. They could easily win it, so I don't hate that pick. I just didn't feel comfortable doing it with the Falcons. Playing at home, which is going to roll into our Monday night game. Again, Travis, you have the Lions in front of you. Um, so what is a Monday oh, night game for us? Monday night game. This is easy. Is the Browns at New York Jets. The Browns are minus three and the over-under is 45. We better have the same pick here. Yeah, didn't touch the over-under, and you bet your fucking ass I'm taking the Browns minus three. Yeah. Like Travis said in the beginning of the ep- uh, of the episode, everyone that's hopping off the Browns bandwagon, that's fine. You can hop off of it. I mean, they had so much hype coming in the year. That was bound to happen, and I'm glad it happened in week one instead of week eight. Um, they can kind of rebound from it. This is the easiest pick of the week for me. If I could make it my lock, I would. Yep. Revenge Baker is going to be out in full force. Um, and let's at the, at the end of the day, can we remember who coaches the New York Jets? Fucking Adam Gase. Adam Gase. Who left a 16 nothing lead with the Bills team that turned the ball over four times last week. So again, just think about that for a second before you make this pick. Browns minus three. Yeah, I mean, all you need to know is Adam Gase. Adam Gase couldn't lead a fucking fat guy to a hot dog stand. <laughs> Nonetheless, the fucking New York Jets to a Monday night football win. Browns minus three is a slap in the face of them. We saw the Bills come back, beat the Jets last week. I mean, there's there's nothing more to really talk about here. You guys better hammer this before it goes the other way. I said the same thing with the Chiefs last week, though, and it ended up actually ended up getting closer to the Jags side of the line. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think this one's going to move uh, way past the minus three. So lock it in while you can. I'll be locking it in later tonight, probably. Which is going to, speaking of locks, you you better lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it. Lock of the week for the NFL coming up. This one was tough for me. There's a few games that I that I liked. None that I really loved. Yeah. So I want to hear yours, though, first. I'm going to roll with the team I rolled with last week, and it worked for me. Chiefs? Yep. So we're going to work again. Minus nine? Chiefs minus nine at the Raiders on Sunday. Nope. Don't like that. The Raiders Insert, suck, bro. Insert the office 
the nope, office scene. Don't like that. Don't like it. Um, you may not like it at all, but again, I looked at a bunch of teams and I didn't like really any of them at all. Um, I mean, they rolled a Jaguars defense last week. They put up 40 on them. A much better Jaguars defense than the Raiders defense, might I add. They put up 40 points, 491 yards of offense. The only thing that scares me is Kansas City's shaky, shaky defense. I mean, Gardner Minshew threw for 275 yards against them, but I think the offense can score enough and keep that defense, keep their defense, which kind of sounds weird. They're going to keep their defense off the field um, and be able to score at will. Uh, I, I see them winning by 10 to 14 points here. The Raiders without AB are just not a contender for me at all. I don't know. I just I, I'm I'm not a firm believer that Chiefs can get shit done with the defense they have. It is absolutely atrocious again, and I think that the Raiders at home could stay in it, but we'll see. Um, it's kind of like the, my Stanford pick that I did, and they fucked me in League Two. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna roll the Chiefs till they fuck me. Like, honestly, that's gonna be gonna be my my philosophy. All right. My lock of the week is the Cowboys at the Redskins. This is a uh, noon-slated game on Sunday on Fox. I keep overlooking the fucking Cowboys this year. I did it yeah. last week, too, in that parlay I did. Cowboys, uh, they're minus 5.5 at Washington. They were clicking on all cylinders last week, especially on offense. Um, the Redskins couldn't stop anything in the second half, so we know what their defense uh, is going up against. I think Amari Cooper is going to have a heyday. I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to have a heyday coming out of the backfield in the passing game. And now, without Darius Geist, the Redskins look to the old kid beater uh, to, to take the ball to Go pick your switch, boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think the Cowboys should win this, you know, 10 to 14 points easy. Yeah, dude, I, I did the same fucking shit last week. So as you guys know, I put a parlay on all the afternoon games last week. And for some reason, I just didn't see him. And I forgot I left out the Cowboys. I would have put them in there. I would have hit a lot more than what I did. But anyway, love that pick. Very high on the Cowboys. I hope Zeke eats this week for my fantasy team. But that's the generous digest for you. So all you new new listeners from the hub, welcome. Ride with us or pet against us. You know, it's really up to you. Um, with that being said, we're going to roll into our first and 10 segment where we have a little bit of a Q&A for you guys from our listeners. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. First and 10 from the 45 yard line. All right, on this week's First and 10, we got a little bit of a switch up for you. First thing we have coming is a QA from our followers on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, our first one comes from Jake, I think Hebert is how you say his last name. Yeah. Um, good friend that we met down. Uh, at LSU a few years ago. His question is, who are your guys' football best non-Power 5 teams? Top three. Um, so, I mean, mine are in no particular order. Um, yeah, we'll just kind of go. Uh, I'll just say my first one I have, I guess this counts, Notre Dame. Because they're not Power 5, they're independent. Yeah, it's cop-out, but I feel you. I didn't go that route. Uh, my number one, it's going to be, it's lame, I hate it, it's UCF. 
Boo, no way. I mean, until somebody knocks them off, they won 62 nothing. They play nobody. I know. They play Stanford this week, so that'll be interesting. So. Yeah, gonna, they might get killed. Uh, they're Just actually not big killing, favorites, so. I, I don't like UCF. Um, so, yeah. My number two I have is Memphis. Seem to be fucking running back university at this point. They produced two good running backs last year in Daryl Henderson and Tony Pollard. And they have two running backs this year who are averaging over four yards of carry. And I think they could very easily win the American Athletic Conference at this rate. Yeah, yeah. I like that pick a lock. Memphis is always solid. Uh, mine's my best non-Power 5 team from our college football preview show. It's Army. Um, I said them, and I said that I said they were going to be really, really good in the college football preview show. I said they're going to have one loss, and that one loss I was looking at was Michigan, and they fucking damn near beat them on Saturday. So I don't see them losing the rest of the year. I see them going eleven and one, and serious contention for a way better bowl game than the Armed Forces Bowl normally playing. So um, they can run the ball, they they control the clock. So it's interesting to see where, where Army's going to go the rest of the year. I just hate those triple option teams. I don't think that those are real offenses. Um, I just think almost beat Michigan, so... Yeah, well, Michigan's always overrated to an extent. My third one, um, I'm going to go with the team that I was high on to start the year, and I haven't bailed out on them yet, really, and they're on Utah State. Um, Like I said, I'm sticking with with what I said at the beginning. I like Jordan Love. I think they can go 10-2 this year with losses. That first loss to Wake Forest kind of hurt, but they play LSU in a few weeks. They had a nice bounce-back win uh, last week they won like 62-7, to seven. Um, so it was a confidence booster, and they're going into a bye week to kind of recoup. So Nice. So I'm actually just not realizing all three of mine are from the American Athletic Conference. I didn't know Navy was in the American Athletic Conference. They actually are. I didn't know Navy was in a conference. They are. They're in the same conference. They're in the same division of the American Athletic Conference as Memphis, Houston, SMU, Tulane, and Tulsa. Um, I'm going to go with another American Athletic Conference team. I think this is obviously the best Conference outside of the Power Five because this essentially was what the Big East used to be, you know, at, except for adding a couple of teams. Um, I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. Um, I mean, yeah, I know they got fucking mollywhopped by Ohio State last weekend, but that's Ohio State. That's bound to happen. Uh, I think they're pretty decent. Um, they beat UCLA Week One. It'd be interesting to see how they bounce back the rest of the year. Uh, they always seem to put out a good program there. And, and uh, what's what do they what's what do they call Cincinnati? It's like they have some nickname for that for that city. I don't know off the top of my head. Anyway, I have no idea. I think it's like the the queen, the city, the queen city, or some shit like that. I don't know, but Couldn't they always you. they always put out a good team over there. So I'm going Cincinnati as a number three. All mine are American Athletic Conference teams. All right. Hope that answered your question, Jake. On to the next one. We have a few, so we're going to keep them rolling. Uh, this one came from Levi Harris um, on Instagram. He asks, "Who is your?" Best offensive look in week one? What was the best, What was the defense that shocked you the most? He said, of course, he's a Pats fan, so his best offense was them, and the defense that shocked him the most was the Titans. My offense, well, I'll just start by my offense first, you go with yours. Offense was Dallas. Everyone was talking shit on Dak and how he didn't deserve a, a big pay raise and his contract, whatever. Comes out 405 yards and four touchdowns. Going Dallas there. So my best offensive look was actually Houston. Um, I know we've known they always had a good a good offense, and I make fun of Kenny. They were Sills. right there behind I me. Met, I make fun of Kenny Seals all the time. I didn't think he'd have a big impact in that, in that offense, but they somehow had a serious fucking depth at wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Kenny Seals, and Kiki Kuti, who might be a number two guy on a lot of teams in the league. 
So, um, and even Duke Johnson and um, Carlos Hyde look good in the backfield. DeAndre, not DeAndre, um, Deshaun Deshaun Watson was throwing darts and dimes. That's, and they did a good job. If Laramie Tunsil can learn his stunts, I mean, granted, he's there for five days. He'll he'll heal up some big plays. I think he'll figure it out. Um, they're going to be dangerous going forward, and I seriously can see them contending for that South. So, oh, yeah, I love the Texans team this year. Just want to point out that if that ball that Kenny Stills caught in the fourth quarter, he was on the Dolphins, he drops that football. <laughs> um, anyway, so that answers your offense. He Jared picks Houston, I pick Dallas. My defense, this is going to surprise you, Cincinnati. The Bengals held the yeah. Seahawks. Bengals held the Seahawks at 233 yards and almost beat them. They had four sacks, a forced fumble, fumble recovery. Coming from a team who wasn't supposed to win more than six games, that's pretty big. Mine's going to be a team that surprised you as well. It's also a team that lost. It's the Jets. The Jets forced four turnovers against Buffalo. And if Adam Gase wasn't such a fucking horrible coach, they win that game. They should have won that game 28-0. I mean, you can force four turnovers and lose. That's pathetic. The Jets were surprising. Not saying, you know, they're a good fantasy pickup, but they, they definitely surprised me week one against what I thought was a much, much superior Bills team. Yeah, for sure. So there's our takes on best offense and defenses of week one. This next one's easy. Uh, next one, our, our good buddy Cyrus the Virus. Cyrus um, Miller getting married in a couple weeks, big guy. Yeah. He says, one former NFL player to bring back in their prime for your fantasy team. Who's yours? You better not steal mine. Mine's Mike Vick. Easy. Game oh. changer. Game Mike Vick. Uh, mine is honestly probably one of my favorite players ever. Uh, Megatron. Yeah. Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Dude was an absolute game changer uh, on your fantasy team if you had him at wide receiver. So that was easy for me. Um, this next one comes from a co-worker of ours. This is fucking morbid as shit. We were actually talking about this today, so that's why she asked it. Um, Did you go to the office today? No. Okay. At Miss Mary Vera. Uh, which would be worse? This might be a little morbid, so Sorry. Burning alive or drowning? And we we talked about it, so I want to hear your take first. Dude, I, for those of you who don't know me all that well, one of my biggest fears, like everyone's like, thinks, oh, you're so scared of the ocean because of sharks. No, I'm scared of the ocean because of deep water and what's down there. So honestly, me drowning, first of all, I've heard drowning is the most painful thing you can go through because literally water fills your lungs and you can't breathe and you suffocate. So then, not only then, I'm stuck... I'm assuming I drown in deep water. My corpse forever is stuck in the bottom of the fucking ocean or something. So oh, yeah, I unless no, you just drown in a lake. Drowning for me has got to be the worst. I feel like burning would be over a lot faster. Yeah, drowning. I just, I I can't even hold my fucking breath for like 20 seconds. <laughs> so drowning would just be miserable, and that's what I picked. She actually disagreed. She said burning because apparently the smell of like hair, burnt hair and skin is. Disgusting. Yeah, but are you going to actually smell that whenever you're burning alive? I don't know. Morbid as shit, but I have to go with drowning because I've just heard that's, that's horrible. Phil Collins had a whole song about it, so. There you go. That That's that's your answer. Um, got another one, a few more left here. Um, at Tommy Brown, one of the co-hosts of Chest Hair Pod from the Hub Chicago. Tommy underscore Brown. Tommy, I think there's two underscores. Yeah, I think Between so Tommy too. and Brown. So he asked our, his best value bet for MVP after week one. We couldn't really find any updated odds because they haven't released them yet. Um, I'll just go ahead with mine. I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere, uh, and Jarrett, we were just talking about how high we were on Deshaun Watson. It was like plus 1,600 is where I saw somewhere. Not available to bet on, but that was one of mine that I thought. He came out 
fucking showing out to play on Monday night. Yeah, most definitely. This is a tough one because it's going to be hard to pick anyone besides Patrick Mahomes. That's value bet, not not favorite. So I'm going to go value bet. I mean, this is deep. I mean, this is like a you throw ten dollars on him, you're probably going to turn into like six hundred bucks. Uh, it's a guy on the Kansas City Chiefs, Sammy Watkins. I mean, he scored three touchdowns opening weekend, and I know it's been forever since a wide receiver's won an MVP award. Maybe I don't even know if once ever won it. But talking about value bet here, if Sammy with Tyreek Hill and his his future in in question, if he's either I've heard he's going to be put on the IR, means he couldn't come back this year. Sammy Watkins, like I told you guys in our NFC West podcast or AFC West podcast, we talked about the Chiefs. Sammy Watkins is going to come out and show up and be a breakout player this year. He fucking did it week one. So I'm going to go Sammy Watkins. Very, very deep value there. There you go. Um, and our presenters uh, is the next question. The Hub Chicago at the Hub Chicago asks, this is a kind of a confusing question, so stick with us. Hawaii, Washington. Washington's coming off a bad loss last week to Cal. Um, and then early season Hawaii. They've had their 2-0 which side do we overcompensate for? I'm not sure what the question direction is going here. Rather, what do you what do you take of this? So I think what he means is like, which side do you like you know heavily bet on? Um, and for me, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think the line here is like 21. It's 21. 21. I, I like. I think Hawaii loses, but I don't think they cover that 21. Point I don't spread. think so either. So I was gonna say Hawaii plus 21. There is the one I'm definitely. Probably, I almost put it in. So did I in my picks for this week because I, but I had Hawaii in in, in a pick last week. It burnt me. Granted, it was an over under. Um, I just don't see Hawaii losing this game by three touchdowns. They've been solid all year long. They're three and zero. So I'm going to overcompensate for Hawaii. Probably put some decent money on them to cover that that 21 point spread. Yeah, I I saw after he asked this question, I looked into it and I was like, damn, I thought it was going to be really close. Because uh, I was thinking to myself, Washington will probably win, but not by much. And I saw his 21 points. I was like, boom, I like Hawaii there. Um, so that's it. And our last one comes from at uh, Ethan Short, 7 underscore 55. Uh, really quick, you can only play one non-major sport the rest of your life. What is it? So not hockey, basketball, baseball, or football. Um, golf. Golf, easy. yeah, golf. It sucks not to be able to golf. Is it, so he, he, he said the, the big four sports. Big four. You can't play one outside of those. Um, it had to be golf. Yeah. So I can play golf till I'm 65. Exactly. So it's got to be golf. Yep. Awesome. So that's gonna that does it for our Q and A. We appreciate you guys doing that. We do it from time to time, um, just to kind of spice up the first and ten segment a bit, which is gonna lead us into. We're gonna do this real quick as well because we're going a little long here. We're going to winners and losers from the weekend. Now, this is totally up for open interpretation. Yeah. It could be a player. It could be a anything. So, uh, Travis and I both have one winner and one loser. Um, Travis, if you want to go ahead off with your winner, go yeah. ahead and roll with it. My winner might be a little bit, like, just kind of cliche. My winner is Will Lutz. Dude hits a career-long 58-yarder in Monday Night Football to win the game in week one as time expires. Um... So I went with that route. Also, I could go myself for my fantasy teams. I'm in three leagues, won every single one of them. Yeah, well, nice hashtag humble brag there, big guy. There we go. Uh, my winner of the weekend is going to be Barry Odom. Um, so he comes off what could have been – I mean, this season could have gone one of two ways in week two. They lose the lose the Wyoming on the road in week one. People, including myself, were fucking pissed. And he come. they come out and they – 
throttle West Virginia at home. What was it 38 to 7? Nick Bolton ends up being SEC Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah. 10 tackles, two picks, one of them for a touchdown. Um, so Barry Odom, whatever he did in that locker room to not let his guys get down is fucking amazing. Barry Odom, you're my winner of the week. I know a lot of people aren't big fans of him, including Brian Landino, the founder of the Hub Chicago, who told <laughs> us that personally. Uh, but you know that's that that that's a huge win in my book. Yeah, I like it. Um, let's go on into our losers. And man, this could not be any better because I put this before all this shit came out. My losers, Antonio Brown. Yeah. So guys, if you guys don't know, we are in the middle of recording. Like we've been taking breaks and like editing and stuff. Um, we got updates that Antonio Brown's been accused of sexual assault. My our dad just texted us, Travis, and said I know. something. Yeah. So like he's when you when my dad when our dad's in tune to what's going on in the NFL, he gives two fucks less about it. You know it's serious shit. Yeah. So it's huge. I put this in my notes before all this stuff came out earlier today. So just to add to it, what I had was my loser was Antonio Brown. Not only do I think Mike Mayak is dumb for letting that happen. But he left Oakland thinking that he was going to leave them in the dust and hide like a coward in New England. And then they came out looking great versus the Broncos. Derek Carr just put up a giant middle finger. And now he's got all this stuff raining down on him. Who knows if he's going to be able to play this year. But, yeah, it couldn't go any better for me as my loser for Antonio Brown. All right, all right. My loser is people who watch the Lions-Cardinals game this weekend. And more specifically, people who had money on the Lions-Cardinals game, like myself. I mean, any time an NFL game ends in a fucking tie, it's the worst thing that ever happens. So people who watch that entire game, Travis and I had it on quite a bit because you know, on those 3 o'clock slate games, for whatever reason, there's never a lot of games on. There was like five this weekend. Uh, it was just, it wasn't great. The Lions let them back in it. And then ties are always the worst. We got to fix the ties in the NFL. Um, you guys don't, if you guys don't listen to it, Pat McAfee came out with, a, this isn't new, but he said after five overtimes, if there's still a tie, he said, first of all, go to college rules. Then after five, if it's still tied, we do a kickoff, which I'm not opposed to. It's almost like a shootout in hockey, but uh, I'd see the, the discrepancies of it because there's only 16 games in the NFL. So that's my loser. Anyone who watched the entirety of that Lions Cardinals game this weekend. Yeah. Um, I like it. So we have one more thing we want to add. Um, a player that, you know, I mean, waivers are probably cleared in your playoff or in your fantasy league by, by the time you hear this. But we want to put out a player to not jump the gun on. Somebody who did good in week one that you don't think, I mean, you're not going to be able to expect that from a week in and week out. Um, do you have one that you want to go first? Yeah, mine is actually a guy I put in a claim for, but just because this is how thin I am in that position. It's TJ Hawkinson, the tight end in Detroit. I don't see. I, don't, I think he can do good. I think he can too. But again, it's week one. He's a rookie, and now he's the ranked as the number two tight end in fantasy, depending on, on which league you're in. Um, I think it's super early to kind of you know throw the judgment out on him. So that's why I'm going to put him in there. I did put a waiver claim on him just because in that league I'm super thin at tight end. I don't think OJ Howard's going to crack it, and my backup was Delaney Walker, so I don't think it's going to work. Um, TJ Hawkinson, don't jump the gun. Definitely pick him up if you have depth at tight end or you need tight end because it could pan out. I'm just saying like. Don't expect what he did last week every single week. Yeah, and mine might come obvious. I didn't really like this guy coming in the draft. Didn't like him in college. It's Hollywood, Marquise Brown. Um, the dude went off against our Dolphins. But the what fucking the, Dolphins, guys. Yeah, come on. What can you expect? Everyone's like, oh my God, Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown. Get the fuck out of here. He's not going to ever do that again. Lamar Jackson, figure out how to throw the ball. I'm pretty sure Saturday night before the game. <laughs> 
Uh, so don't jump the gun on him. You might want to wait. I could end up being wrong, but definitely wait it out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can't even talk about that game on, on Sunday. All I got to do is say is shout out to the Miami Dolphins fans. They know they're getting a shit product on the field, so they made a strip club in the tailgate <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. Yeah. before the game. And all the people coming to us being like, oh, how'd you, how'd you feel about the Dolphins game? We know they're tanking. We're not expecting anything. It was actually really peaceful to sit down, sit down and watch football on Sunday without having to worry about if my team's gonna win, yeah, or not. like we all watched. We watched it at my house. And we we're my just wa- laughing. And my wife came out and watched with us. She goes, "Wow, this is actually nice. You guys aren't yelling at the TV. You guys aren't pissed off." And all, like it was. So again, we we know we're gonna suck for the next year, maybe two. Um, we're embracing the suck. Um, fins up. Brian Flores is gonna figure it out. But we thank you guys for listening to us. Hope you have a very successful week two NFL gambling, week three college gambling. Um, follow us at Two Drunk Brothers um, on Twitter. Instagram, and you can find us on Facebook. Also, follow our new partners, yep. the Hub Chicago. At is it at the Hub Chicago? At the Hub Chicago on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and then they're on Facebook as well. Big shout out to Brian Landino for for you know bringing us in underneath their network. Um, those of you who are new listeners, welcome on. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Two Drunk Brothers and happy gambling yep. peace out boys and girls and girls all of my mistakes in every eye got alone with no one blame you're not alright I'm not alright XO when I'm high in the shade and I'm feeling away baby hello I just wanted to see if your plans ever change with my XO gotta fight for the love with a rush and I don't wanna let go so don't let me go Got no patience, conversation Driving you up the wall I'm in perfect your God, it's no sarcasm at all You say you're sorry But don't know what you're sorry for No, no point in keeping score You like to drink and to smoke To take away the pain And I don't remember All of my mistakes And every night I got alone No one thing Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.